good morning. As you see, we're kind of moving into this gratitude season, this thankfulness season. And in the moment, I'm going to uh, ask you all to participate with uh, sharing maybe some things that you're thankful for. So kind of be thinking about that as I'm, I'm uh, talking here. Um, so I, I really am touched by this quote. I've shared it with you before, but I think it's just such a powerful one. It's by uh, Carl Jung. And he says, um, if our religion is based on redemption, our chief emotions will be fear and trembling. If our religion is based on wonder, our chief emotion will be gratitude. And that's so powerful, isn't it? That, that if our religion is based on redemption, which means there's something to be redeemed, it means that we're flawed, means that we have something that we need to fix about ourselves, um, then the emotions that show up will be fear, right? Fear and, and trembling of how, what do I need to do? How do I need to, to uh, be in order to be safe? And, uh, and so uh, the idea that our religion is based on the sense of wonder, which is really the essence of, of our spiritual understanding, this idea of wonder, this wonder and awe of the oneness and connection, the interrelatedness of life, the, you know, the sense that we are creators, we're co-creators, we're, we're one with this. This is a sense of, of wonder. And so this is kind of the basis, right, of, of our teaching, what we talk about. And when we're in that place of wonder, there is a natural sense of gratitude. Matter of fact, um, David, uh, Brother David Stendhal Rast, who talks a lot about Thanksgiving, says, you know, you can't, you can either feel grateful or alienated, but never both at the same time. You feel grateful or alienated. So uh, he says that gratefulness drives our, our gratefulness drives our alienation. There's no room for both in the same heart. It drives out our alienation. There's no room for both in the same heart. So when you're grateful, you know that you belong to a network of give and take, and you say yes to that belonging. And once again, that's that sense of interrelatedness, right? That, that when, we, when we say thank you, we're acknowledging that we've, been, we've received something. There has to be a sense of trust and connection in order to even be able to say that thank you, to be able to, to know that there's this give and take in the world. And so there's a sense of oneness and interconnectedness, and then there's a sense of power, this creative power of gratitude. In uh, Jane Cattrall and Russell Targ's book, The Heart of the Mind, they, they talk about this, how powerful and creative the sense of gratitude is. They say, one grateful thought changes everything. One grateful thought changes everything. Even the smallest gratitude for the most insubstantial thing halts the suffering within. The most contracted and intense fear and anger are transformed by focusing attention on memories of the heart instead of the mind. So when we drop into that space of heart and we move into that place of gratitude, it transforms. It begins to create. You know, Eric Butterworth talks about the, that gratitude is not just a reactionary emotion. It's not just about we react because someone does something, so we react with gratitude. He says it's a causative energy. It causes. Uh, it creates the energy in order to draw to us more of that good. One of my favorite Abraham Hicks quotes is every time you practice you praise something every time you appreciate something every time you feel good about something you're telling the universe more of this please 
more of this, please. <laughs> it's a creative power, right? So when we feel into that sense of gratitude, it tells the universe. It's that, you know, we're that broadcasting system, that spiritual broadcasting system that's saying, what is it that we want in this, in this world? And so when we focus, when we allow ourselves to feel into that sense of gratitude, we're actually creating more of this, creating more of this in our life. Dr. Holmes, our founder, uh, taught a lot from from Jesus' teaching. And, you know, we know that, that in our philosophy we talk about a metaphysical understanding of the Bible and of the, the teachings of Jesus and that Jesus represented this, this uh, understanding of, of how powerful we can be when we understand our own divine presence and we see that divine presence in others. So I wanted to share this quote from Dr. Holmes talking about this idea of, of gratitude and, how we, and blessings. And he said, you know, Jesus recognized God as a supreme presence in the universe, not only outside of people, but within them. He approached life and people as though this were true. Because he did, his life became a miracle. Everything he touched sprang into newness of being. He didn't condemn the few loaves and fishes that the little child brought to him, but looking up at the heavens gave thanks for their increase. Isn't that a powerful thought? I mean, we're, if you're familiar with Western culture and Christianity, you've heard the story of the loaves and the fishes where just a few loaves and fishes uh, were brought to this big gathering and Jesus blessed it and created the multi created multitudes to be able to feed everyone. And that's, you know, it's a powerful metaphor for us to be able to think of that when something comes, comes to our, our life, do we look at it and say, oh, that's not enough. Oh, that's not gonna. You know, that's not gonna feed all these people. You know, but we bless it. We acknowledge the blessing in even these little things. And he and Ernest Holmes goes on and says, "Are you and I giving thanks and praising the increase? Are we praising the increase. Are we gratefully acknowledging the good we wish to experience? Or are we condemning the little things in our lives so that they cannot multiply in our hands? After all, it is really the little things that count." Just as minutes run into hours and hours run into days and days into years and years fill up our lives, so it is that the little things that transpire from moment to moment actually decide what our lives are to be and to become. In this very moment of being able to draw to us that which we are grateful for in these little moments, these little things. As, as we're talking today, I wanted you to think about the opportunities that you've had this past week to say thank you. Oftentimes we say thank you so many different ways and it's just kind of unconscious, you know, someone opens the door for you, oh, thank you, you know, they give you your change at the store, thank you. But to be able to just think about, you know, what were the times, the opportunities that you had, even this past week, to say that simple thing, to say that simple thank you. I want to finish this with Ernest Holmes. He says, here is one more thought I would like to add. Try to give thanks for even those things that you do not see. The Bible says, blessed are they who, not having seen, still believe. In other words, when Jesus blessed the loaves and fishes, he was blessing the increase that he knew God would provide. And his faith and expectancy reached out to the law of good in such a way that there was an immediate manifestation of more. Jesus hadn't seen all the loaves and fishes that, we, that were needed to feed the multitudes, but he blessed this invisible substance, and he gave thanks for this increase, and you must do this also. It's really hard sometimes, right, to give thanks <laughs> when we don't see the blessing, <laughs> when we don't see how, how it's going to come. It's, and, and the truth is, is that we don't have to be grateful for everything. 
No. <laughs> we don't have to look at something and go, I'm so grateful for this you know, pain or this agony, this tragedy. But we can always find something to be grateful in. We can always be in a place of gratitude for some small thing, for some small experience in our life, and, and know that that is a causative energy that, that brings us forth, brings us forth more good. So um, there are two things that oftentimes keep us from an awareness of gratitude. And one of them is just forgetting. We just forget how blessed we are. We've all had this experience, haven't we, when our electricity has gone out? And we go to reach for that switch and it's not there anymore? Oh, you know, gosh, electricity is really cool. <laughs> it's a really good thing. Or, well, you know, the water goes off and we go to wash our hands. And so we, we just get so immune, right? We just forget. We, don't, we, just, we just forget. We're oblivious to the good in our lives. And so one way we can bring gratitude back into our lives is just to remember so think again now as we're thinking about things we're grateful for. What have you just forgotten? I know that every time I get sick, <laughs> I am so grateful for my health, for my normal everyday health. And, you know, being able to walk and see and hear and all these things, you know, that we just are so, so immune to. So think about the things that you've just forgotten that, you're, that are blessings in your life. And the second thing we do is that there's just a lack of awareness. We don't even know we should be thankful for it. You know, I think, have you ever seen a, a mom, you know, in the mall or in an airport with a toddler? And the toddler's running around, and the mother's, you know, moving things and grabbing things and making sure they don't hit their head. And, you know, when we're little like that, we're not even aware that there's a person like literally saving our lives <laughs> 24 hours a day. <laughs> I mean, literally saving our lives, you know, and we, we're oblivious to it. We don't even know that there's some person that's moving things and locking things up and picking things up and, and, you know, <laughs> and making sure that, you know, and I'm shocked, you know, it's, it's right in the middle of all this right now, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Think about that in our lives. Where in our lives do we not even know? You know, I know there's things that are going on in my body right now that I don't even know is important that's keeping me alive, right? I know that I am so grateful, and I mentioned this last week in watching the, the hearings on TV all week, of all the diplomats and career government officials who right now are literally saving our lives, right? <laughs> through diplomacy and through you know, all the different ways that we have to, to, to run this world, this country and this world. There are people working invisibly right now on our cybersecurity and, you know, all the different things that we don't even, we're not even aware <laughs> that we're being, you know, <laughs> uh, keep being kept safe. You know, there's a, a Rick Hansen writes uh, these, uh, he's a Buddhist men, uh, meditator and he has this book called Resilient. And in there, there's a, a meditation on, and knowing we're safe. And some of the aspects of that knowing we're safe is just in this moment, just realize how you're safe. And one of the things he talks about is your clothes. You know, our clothes keep us safe. We don't even, we're not even, you know, we're not even thinking about how it keeps us from the elements and it keeps us safe. And, um, and you know, stop signs, stop lights. I mean, these are things that keep us safe that we don't even, you know, we're just not even aware of. And so to begin to think about what are the things that you can be thankful for that you're not even aware of? 
And one of the things that we talk about in our philosophy that we continue to try to bring this awareness of is that divine essence that's within us. The perfection that we are, the magnificence that we are to even be an expressing in this physical form. There's an author, Anita Morjani, you probably heard of her. She wrote a book called Dying to Be Me. And she talks about this, having this awareness. She was um, diagnosed with, with lymphoma, stage four lymphoma. She was dying. She had been uh, rushed to the hospital in a coma on February 2nd, 2006. And she said she was unable to move as a result of this cancer that was ravaging her body for almost four years. She couldn't walk. The doctors didn't even expect her to live through the night. And at some point that night, she had a near-death experience. And she came out of her body, and she was looking down at her body, and she says this. She says, there I was without my body or any of my physical traits, yet me, pure essence, continued to exist. And it was not a reduced element of my whole life. In fact, it felt far greater and more intense and expansive to my physical being. Magnificent, in fact. I felt eternal as if I had always existed and always would without beginning or end. I was filled with knowledge that I was simply magnificent. That's the greatest unawareness that we have. <laughs> and we walk around every day not even aware of the simple magnificence that is each of us in this life. And she said that after that experience, five weeks after entering that hospital, she walked out on her own with no sign of cancer whatsoever in her body. And since walking out of that hospital, she's lived every, every moment of her life fully, wholeheartedly, without any fear of dying because she's living, because she's living in this place of awareness and of gratitude. And she had this renewed sense of her own magnificence. And the good news is we don't have to have a near-death experience. We don't have to get to that place in our lives in order to, to be able to experience this awareness of the magnificence that we are in everything and everywhere we, we go. So there's been some really wonderful research on gratitude, that, that how it, it uh, changes our brain, how it really lo lowers our stress, how it builds up our immune system. And I was reading about a, a research project where they went to the archives, the National Archives, and there's, there's all these um, recordings of Holocaust survivors. And they, they're, they're telling, they're recounting their story. And oftentimes those stories, surprisingly enough, include quite a bit of gratitude and awareness. And, and, they're, and they're usually about small, you know, small things uh, that, that, that somebody showed a gratitude. Uh, you know, I mean, gave them a blanket or, or just, uh, I mean, there was huge gratitudes of people hiding them in walls and, you know, I mean, there was, there was lots of, of big gratitudes, but some of them, there were just little things. And, and what they, they, so they had people listen to these stories and they hooked them up to the brain, you know, brain stuff. <laughs> and and they, uh, they said as they were listening to these stories of gratitude, that their people's brains changed. Just the hearing of the story can, can lift us up, can change our brain waves, can lower stress and, and build immunity. And so I thought, you know, as a, as a community, we have this chance, this opportunity to, to, to do both of those things, really to share our sense of gratitude 
to feel that causative energy and that emotion around being able to create what it is that we want in our lives. And then we have an opportunity to lift each other up to, you know, who, who here doesn't need to lower stress and raise their immunity? Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we can always use, especially this time of year, it's a great way to start. And so what I'd like you to do is to just take a moment to close your eyes just for a moment and really begin to just feel into your heart and, and just review your week. And just find a few moments in your week where you had the opportunity to say thank you. Just feel into that experience. It could be just a small thing. And then just allow yourself to expand to maybe into the bigger things, the big things in life that you're grateful for, the grand gestures of gratitude around the people in your life and the, the blessings that you have. And just feel into that as well. And just notice, even just conjuring up this sense of gratitude, just feel how it's more expanded you might be a little bit more calm, a little more open and loving. So when you're ready, you can just open your eyes. And what, what I'd like us to do, because I want this to be a sacred thing. So is this a good microphone for people to use? Yes? All right. So I have, if you've come to my meditation and, and or done a class with me in person, which I hardly do anymore, um, these are, this is my... Uh, equivalent of a talking stick. Because I thought a stick is like a, you know, a stick. But these are hands. And I love this, that, that they're in this kind of receiving and giving place. So when we share, we, we give, but we also receive. And so what I would love for everybody to do, and, and you don't have to do this, but if you feel called to, we have time for, for a few people to just come up here and, and, and um, you know, stand with everybody this place of giving and receiving, and just share. You can share the small thank you, what you might have been thank you for, uh, grateful for this coming week, and then maybe a larger gratitude as well. And it could be, I'm going to give you an example because I've had time to think about this. So I'll be first. I'll model it for you. <sighs> All right, so I'm going to share. Do my sharing space. Ah, so this week, I got to say thank you quite a bit. You probably found that well as well. Um, I felt gratitude and I gave thanks for I took my mother to urgent care. She had to go to the doctor and she's in a wheelchair and I am so grateful for those little buttons that open up the door because I've taken her to places that don't have little buttons and it's very challenging to get a wheelchair in and out of a door uh, you know and so just pressing that button, thank you for that, that, that convenience. And for the, the nurses that came out and helped, and I was able to say thank you for. Yesterday, I got to tell my, my oldest son thank you for driving his little brother home from a sleepover because I, I got too busy, and I asked him to, to do that for me. And he, uh, in a loving, generous way, said, of course, I'll do that for you. So I was able to thank him. Uh, I'm grateful for my my husband Robert and all the things that I am I say thank you for because he's such a great partner in life. But every Saturday morning, he cleans the bathrooms and the cat boxes. 
Thank you, Robert. <laughs> thank you, Robert. And that is something I never will stop saying thank you for. It's a beautiful thing. Ah, and then uh, besides just being grateful for, of course, this community and for my family, the, one of the big thank yous that I, that I have currently right now uh, is for our free press, for uh, living in a country where we can have investigative reporters that can uh, investigate and um, share information and, uh, you know, uh, without fear and to know that that's, that, that it's going to be okay if that happens. And so I'm grateful for our free press and our constitution that makes that free press available to us and for our structures of law and government that holds those rights in place. So, so thank you for listening to my gratitude and I'm going to give this to Charlene who's going to come up. And remember, this is a sacred moment, so just feel into this receiving and giving as you share your gratitude. This is a great uh, experience to be able to share the gratitude that I have. And when we went within, at your suggestion, to th thank God for a small thing, I was reminded of just yesterday um, usually Blake and I, my son and I have a pattern. He cooks and I clean. And it's fine. I get to eat good food and then clean up, which is easy. Cleaning is easy. But last night, yesterday, I was so busy, so busy, so swamped. After he called me in to eat, I was like, I gotta get back on the computer. It's stuff I have to do. And then I heard the sounds of cleaning. He cleaned Ooh. and cooked and, oh my gosh. So I've got a mini Robert happening. Yes. <laughs> so thank God for that. I also was reminded of how many things go well in the house. The plumbing does work. When you flush, it does go away. Thank God. Flushing. Have you thought about? Just think about flushing. Just. <laughs> and the final thing, the big thing that I want to be thankful for is our spiritual community. I teach a class every Thursday to the beautiful shining faces, some of them that are in the room right now. In fact, all of the shining faces are in the room right now. And um, what, what happens to me in those classes, I tell them I'm facilitating their learning. I'm not teaching anything, I don't have, right? I mean, I'm not supposed to give advice, it's mm -hmm. hard. But sometimes what comes from them teaches me. And so I come out with so much more than what I came in with, and it's amazing. And I'll never not be grateful for that, so thank you. Mm. charge of lights and people who are in charge of sound 
and the director at Heritage, who was wonderful. And when I arrived at practice rehearsal on Tuesday, I got a text message from her that she was sick and she was going to try to make it in to join us, but she didn't know if she would make it. And there was a moment where I felt this, oh no, what's going to happen without her? And immediately I thought of a high school student who she had trained. And I thought, okay, this other one will be there, back up, we'll be fine. And then I got the text message that she was sick. And then that little pit in my stomach got a little bigger. And right then this other high school student showed up. And she had trained her high school students so well that we were able to go on with our rehearsal. And then I got a text message from her saying that she didn't know she would be able to make it in. But I thought, no, no, we're good, we're all good. And then I got a text message from her that if she wasn't present in the building, we would have to cancel our rehearsal. And she showed up, folks, with a bucket and a blanket and a pillow. And she just stayed in the back of the theater and we left her alone, but her body was there. <laughs> and we were able to do our rehearsals. So I thanked her and our cast thanked her over and over again because we um, were only using Heritage three times before we had to present yesterday at Heritage. So to have that space and that at rehearsal on Tuesday was critical. And I'm so, so thankful for the parents, for the cast. I told them over and over again uh, their level of professionalism for middle school students, that any challenge that was presented, they just rolled with it. Uh, teenagers who didn't complain, I mean, that's pretty amazing. So um, I just thank them over and over again. I'm also really thankful for my car. <laughs> John will attest that we have unloaded and loaded that car up several times this week. Uh, the number of props and costumes, everything had to be transported from my school to Heritage. And there are parents who stored stuff overnight in their cars to help out. And I was thinking about my car, actually, how much I'm able to carry in my car with the moving mm -hmm. and how much it helps me with my play. And um, I love my brakes so much as I go up and down the mountain now. And um, what an amazing, amazing week. And I was even able to do um, a session. We have an advisory on Wednesday. And it was focusing on gratitude. And we saw the most amazing video at our public school about how when you are happy, there's science behind this that it's good for your body and you get more happiness in your life. And when you're grateful, you bring more good things into your life. And I was able to point out to my students, like, do you ever think about all the men and women who make sure that when you flip that light switch, the lights go on? Be grateful for that. And when you go into the kitchen or the bathroom and you turn that faucet, think of the men and women who make it possible. That water comes out. And um, I'll wrap this up with I'm just so very, very grateful for my life and for my job and all the many blessings and friends that have supported me this year so much. Thanksgiving, I always remember back in 2009, I had to go in for an operation. They were checking out my heart, did a catheterization just to make sure everything was okay, but uh, as it turned out, it wasn't. I had a blockage 90% in one, 60% in another. So uh, this year I'm celebrating 10 years since that operation. Spent lots of time on the tennis court. <laughs> yeah. hey, you think about all the life 
that has happened in 10 years, you know, just, you know, just a lot, you know, just all the good stuff, all the bad stuff, it's just a lot of life that's, you know, taking place, and to have participated in that, and to have the potential to participate in all the life, you know, that goes on afterwards, so, yeah, it's a, a time of year when I really do count the, count the blessings, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. I remember when um, they were taking me from Loudon down to Fairfax to have the operation and just kind of laying on the gurney and they were rolling me down this long hallway, you know, it's like, wow, you know, there were times in this country where people of, you know, my uh, background wouldn't get health care, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and so I'm just like, yay, you know, this is going to be paid for, and, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, there's a lot to, there's a lot of negative stuff going on, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of good positive stuff going on, and uh, so I just count those blessings always. gratitude um, focus for this week is around strong women because as we honor strong women we can honor strong men I had two federal agents show up at my house Wednesday night I didn't talk to them but they left me their card I don't know exactly why they were there yet but I was able to reach out to a community of really strong women leaders in the government contracting community who were there for me guiding me, giving me fantastic advice, and offering to come if I did choose to meet with these federal agents. It's not about me, by the way. <laughs> if, I, if I chose to meet with these agents, they were offering to sit behind me and step in if I needed them, especially because one is an attorney. Taking this to the global level, I want to give thanks to the strong women who testified before Congress and showed us what true com composure in knowing who you are and that confidence in the face of being attacked verbally, perhaps even threatened, we don't know, or maybe we do. So I just say on a personal level and on a global level, I give thanks for these strong women and showing us that it is possible to, um, to really embrace ourselves and again, as we embrace ourselves as women, we are also able to respect and honor the men in our communities. So thank you. Hello. Um, it's so many things that I, I cannot even like recognize like these overwhelming feelings that I have in my heart this week. Um, first, I'm so grateful to prayer. When we really like pray to God with a sincere heart, and even sometimes we don't see things right away or the result that we are expecting, just have that strength to keep praying and knowing that something else is coming. Because He's there, like preparing us for whatever we need to receive. And I'm so grateful for the place where I'm living right now. Mm -hmm. I'm living in Miami right now. And I went there without knowing why I was there. I mean, why I was moving there. 
And I found an amazing group of women that has been holding me in this healing process. I'm so grateful for the ocean. To just, when you feel like so down, to just go inside and the ocean just take everything. I'm so grateful for the warm weather. I'm so grateful <laughs> for being able to find my power again, to believe in who I am, to find a job that allow me to see the things that at some time, at some point I lost. That faith, to see my talents, to see my skills. I'm so grateful for my Kundalini practice every morning because sitting in that mat every morning, sometimes when I don't want to, it has given me the strength to be who I am right now. I'm so grateful for my soul family, that it doesn't have to be related kind of, you know, like with, and Namshak is one of that soul family in my life, because my family is not here, but I feel like here is home now. I'm so grateful for have been able to work on myself. And lately this week, I have having like different women like come into my life to say, you inspire me. And this is not me. This has been just the grace of God acting through me. And I'm so grateful to all the challenges because now I feel like from that broken place when you don't see the light, how you can be a vessel of transformation and allow people, especially women, to find themselves. I'm so grateful for my future fiance. I'm <laughs> so grateful that I'm here and I'm moving to <laughs> Sterling. Um, I was not expecting this. <laughs> and also because I'm gonna be close to Manshakti right now. And I'm just so grateful to life, to our breath, and for having like good health, to have our like, you know, we are able to walk, speak, <coughs> listen, and more than nothing like to have, you know, like to be able to open our hearts when time seems very challenging. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, so is there anybody that didn't have a chance to stand up here that feeling like they want to before we move on? Um, all right. So you'll know that you can keep this up afterwards. We can share our gratitude. So let's just close our eyes. Just feel into that amazing sense of gratitude. Let's feel it into the heart space. Allow it to expand, move through each of us out into this room, expanding beyond these walls, just giving gratitude for the places that we live, for our government, for all of the things that keep us safe. Let us expand beyond our country into the world, feeling into the divine truth of Mother Earth, of all those who inhabit our beautiful planet and beyond. 
for life itself. As we come back and become present in this room, I just recognize that divine essence that moves through all things, moves through each of us, moves through me, is me as me in this moment as I speak this word for each person who is sharing in this community today, whether in person or online or in a recording later. There is good. There is good to be grateful for. And I'm grateful for how it shows up in our lives. I'm grateful for how it shows up moving forward as we plant this seed of, of causative energy in our thanksgiving today, knowing that we are each blessed abundantly in our lives. And this is the truth that I know with great gratitude. I release this word into the law, and it is done. And let us celebrate this failure by saying, and so it is.